Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Week seven, first and sticks. What up? Hope everybody had a very, very nice week six. Um, real quick, the good and the bad. I didn't think I had a whole lot of like bold takes or anything last week, but shout out to Mike Jacecki for getting over those props. The Hammer Kid lives. He is two and zero on the season. Um, if you got access to the betting sheet, if you or if you do not have access to the betting sheet, please reach out to me on Twitter at Sticks Picks. You could see all the the prop plays we do for the week. Um, more of just gut plays and number plays that we find from the 80 model. But yeah, love that for Jacecki. Um, didn't do a whole lot in the DFS side of things. Um, for Mike Jacecki, I ended up going overweight Logan Thomas. That absolutely sucked, but love that little mini stack of Drake London, which kicked ass, but running it back with Logan Thomas was not ideal. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer. Matthew Stafford didn't do a whole lot, but Cooper Cup went nuts. So we love that. And Devontae Adams, a big stinker last week, got lit up by Peppers there going on the middle of the field. Uh, you hate to see that. Uh, Patriots use bracket coverage on him. Not a whole lot that we could do there. I didn't necessarily expect that coming. I thought, you know, either way, they'd have to keep an eye on Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs in the backfield running routes. And, yeah, they just shut down Devontae Adams, and he got lit up on the time, one of the few times he did get a target. So, unfortunate there. And it is what it is, but let's get into the injury report. Don't have a ton going on, a lot of teams on by, but we got TJ Watt did not practice today on Thursday, questionable with a heel injury. I'm sure he'll battle through it. The guy's a warrior. Pat Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson are back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hunter Henry did not participate in practice Wednesday or Thursday. Questionable with an ankle. I don't know the situation there. It's very possible that Mike Jacecki gets a lot of work, but he will not be blocking. So look for the Patriots to call up another tight end and make him active, but could be a good spot for Mike Jacecki. His routes went way up last week, like we projected. He ran a ton from the slot. Love to see all that. Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Aaron Jones back at practice should play on Sunday against a horseshit Denver defense. Daniel Jones limited at practice with a neck injury. Sounds like he's probably not going to play. It'll likely be Tyrod Taylor again. Damian Harris, scary injury. I believe on Monday night he is going to be out with a neck injury. Uh, Dave Montgomery is going to be out. Craig Reynolds on the wrong side of questionable with a hamstring injury. So it could be wheels up Jameer Gibbs. Uh, we'll definitely fire him up in cash if that is the question. All the Rams running backs, I guess all of them, being Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers, both out. So it is uh, Zach Evans, I believe is his name. And then Royce Freeman and potentially Darrell Henderson coming back. So gross situation there. It looks like Evans probably going to be a cash game staple for us, though. Uh, Roshan Johnson, surprisingly not back at practice Wednesday or Thursday, so he's likely not going to play. And Justin Fields likely out let's get into this first game cleveland at indianapolis if deshaun watson was playing i would love this spot for the cleveland offense in general jerome ford pretty good price there um, uh, there's going to be like no ownership on this game let's see what and these ownership projections have been dog shit like we've said uh, jerome ford five percent i think that's probably true pretty good spot for him especially if pj walker is a starting quarterback i think they'll run a ton 
Indy's secondary, or I'm sorry, D-line is pretty banged up again this week. Um, if Deshaun Watson played, I would love Amari Cooper. I don't think there's any ownership. Yeah, 3% right now I'm seeing for Cooper. I don't hate him with P.J. Walker. I just have serious concerns with this pace. Fire up Cleveland's defense on the Indy side. I don't really like anything. You could always play Michael Pittman, but not a great matchup, not a great price on DraftKings at 6600 I don't even think I wrote a whole lot of notes on the defenses here just because I'm assuming none of you guys give a shit about this game other than maybe Jerome Ford. But if Deshaun Watson goes, keep an eye on that because that could be a fantastic and spot for Mr. Amari Cooper and a great price. Moving on to the next game, the Bills at the Patriots. I kind of like Josh Allen from a GPP perspective, but it's just very hard with the projections just pushing so much in favor of Patrick Mahomes. Um, but if you want to get different, no one's going to play Josh Allen. You could always play Diggs. He does have some decent splits against the Patriots. I'm sure he'll get bracket coverage, but he just gets so many damn targets. He doesn't really have a Jacoby Myers with a you know 22 to 25 percent target share like Devonte Adams has. Diggs is a true, true wide receiver one. So won't talk you off that. Uh, don't mind the punt tight end in Dawson Knox at 2900 on DraftKings. Looks like he's 5% owned. I do think that's probably about accurate. He, everybody knows he's running the main routes in the red zone. Has a decent target share. Always been a guy that Josh Allen trusts. The Patriots suck at covering the tight end. We saw Michael Mayer for the Las Vegas Raiders come alive against them. I believe they're bottom three in DVOA against the tight end. Um, so yeah, Dalton Kincaid, I, I would probably just take the cheaper one at Dawson Knox, and he does run more routes in the red zone. Um, James Cook, always going to be in play. It is what it is there. I don't really have a whole lot to say there. Uh, New England's kind of been mixing it up a little bit this year. They've been running cover three and mainly cover one man. So against cover three, that's advantage digs. Against a cover one man, that is potentially a bump up for Gabriel Davis. I saw his player props at like 32 and a half receiving yards. I lean the over there. I did not punch that ticket yet. And uh, let's go to the total. I forgot to say that here. What do we got for New England and the Bills? Open up at 42. It's sitting at 40. So this total is just gross. Um, looks like the weather's potentially going to be gross there too. It looks like it's going to be high winds, like sustained in the 20s. Use Kevin Roth on Twitter if you want more weather information. I'm not a weatherman. So, yeah, not a whole lot of love. But if Hunter Henry's out, I'm sure Mike Jacecki's going to be a somewhat popular punt play at 2600 That's just salary relief. You can't really say no to if you need it, especially if you're using Kansas City and Chargers or, you know, potentially Arizona, Seattle. They're pretty expensive, too. Um, other than that, not really into Kendrick Bourne again. I mean, we talked about him a lot in the coverage matchups last week. He was a fantastic play. Last week was a spot for him. I don't think this is it at 4,400. I think the Patriots, again, Vegas agrees, is going to slow the hell down on this game. So my favorite play actually from the Patriots side, if it's not punt cheap Jacecki with Hunter Henry out, it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. So Buffalo is going to run a ton of cover three. They pretty much only run zone, but mainly cover three, a little bit of cover four. Um, against cover three, that is advantage Kendrick Board and the slot receivers, which is pretty much Mike Jacecki, potentially Demario Douglas, my boy there, and Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is dust. So I'd love to see some Demario now that he is back with the concussion. Same for Juju. Um, but this against cover four and a little bit of cover two that Buffalo will run as well. That is advantage Ramondre Stevenson. This guy averaged five and a half receptions a game against Buffalo last week or last year. And seems like he's starting to run away with the snaps as long as he's healthy. I mean, he straight up looked like he got concussed in Las Vegas. Like, he couldn't really walk. I know he had an ankle issue, too. But, like, 
it seems like he was definitely buzzing all over the place. I don't know how the hell he came back in the game last week. Had a great game when he did in terms of like the limited touches overall and the pace of that game. But Ramondre Stevenson, 5,600 on DraftKings. Definitely a GPP target of mine. Uh, Raiders at the Bears. It sounds like it's either going to be Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. You could always fire up the greasy wheel in Devontae Adams, who's been bitching about his targets. Tyreek Stevenson and whoever else is. I think Kyler Gordon's back, actually, for Chicago. But this Chicago secondary sucks. You play Adams all you want. I just worry about the game script a little bit here. And on the other side, uh, well, Josh Jacobs is going to be one of the highest-owned plays on the slate. It's hard to say anything against them. The Bears' run defense isn't terrible, but it's definitely not good. The total is at 37 points. Las Vegas is a two and a half point road favorite. Undrafted rookie Tyson Badgett is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bears. I honestly don't hate this spot for DJ Moore. Nobody's going to play DJ Moore. He is priced up a little bit at 6,500, I believe. And what's his ownership here? I'm seeing 11%. There's no chance. It's going to be sub 5%. So if, if you want to get a guy that's going to be absolutely peppered with targets, that's all Badgett did when he did get into the game. He did struggle moving the football. Their offensive line sucks. You're going to see a ton of Max Crosby. The best play is probably Josh Jacobs and the Raiders D, but I do not mind DJ Moore in GPPs as a sub-5% owned guy because he's definitely not going to be 10%. These projections are dog shit. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be 25%. I'm sure him and Kenneth Walker are going to be the chalk running backs, and for good reason. They're both in smash matchups. But, yeah, honorable mention to DJ Moore. Don't overlook him because this Las Vegas Raiders secondary absolutely sucks. Both defenses suck. That usually comes to good fantasy points on both sides, even if it is gross situations. It should be a beautiful day in Chicago on Sunday. Out east, we got Washington going to the Giants. It looks like that game is going to be miserable with very high wins, so not a whole lot to say about that game. Seems like Jalen Hyatt's getting a bump up in work, so that's nice to see if you got him in Dynasty. But with Tyrod Taylor playing quarterback, I'm not interested. Don't need to really go over those coverages. For uh, the Giants, they play a lot of cover one man and then drop back to cover three when they play zone. Advantage Terry McLaurin on all of it. The Giants blitz a lot. That should be advantage Terry McLaurin. This is a fantastic spot for him. I just worry about that weather a little bit. But his price of 5400 is tough to beat for a wide receiver one in a very good situation. It's one of my notes is like what cheap wide receiver ones are in plus spots. The answer was Christian Watson slash Romeo Dobbs because it's kind of hard to mention who is the wide receiver one there. Terry McLaurin, Hollywood Brown. And then it was George Pickens until Deontay Johnson came back. And then Amari Cooper. So those cheap wide receiver ones have been paying off. That's the main reason I love Drake London last week is because he was a cheap wide receiver one in a great situation against Washington secondary. And yeah, he was cheap. So it helped me build uh, the lineup I wanted to build. Um, did not work out fantastic for me with the whole lineup, but Drake London was great. So you'll love to see that. Brian Robinson, 5,800, going to be very popular. I think everybody's going to use him as like a mid-tier back. If they're paying down against New York, I mean, that's a that's a fantastic matchup against their run defense. I just don't like anything Washington-related. Uh, but you do like to see Brian Robinson running more routes and be enemy scheming him for those very creative uh, running back screens. That's stuff that they used to do in Kansas City all the time. Uh, Terry McLaurin coming in at like 15% ownership. Unless the weather is like publicly announced that it's terrible, I think that'll probably hold true. So Terry McLaurin is certainly in play for cash games. I have no interest in anybody in this game on the GPP side of things. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going to be sub 5% owned if you want to get weird. Uh, you could certainly play Saquon Barkley at 8100. I like both defenses here, especially with the weather. Let's go to Tampa Bay. We got Falcons at Tampa Bay. 
What was the total in the Washington game? I am skipping some stuff for you guys. 37 and a half. It's a gross week. Um, going to Tampa Bay, we got a 37-point total again. Tampa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think both defenses are in play. Don't really like anybody in this matchup, but Atlanta's going to run a lot of cover, too. They've slowly been shifting over to that. That is actually advantage Trey Palmer. So if you want like a weird first touchdown prop, that's probably going to be like 25-1. to 1. I'm not playing Trey Palmer in DFS, but his targets per routes ran against a cover two are very long. Average up the targets, trying to split those safeties. And, uh, you know, they're certainly going to key on Chris Godwin and Mike Evans on the outside there. So the middle should be open if Trey Palmer goes deep. Um, maybe a weird touchdown bet on Trey Palmer. That's the only exposure I would get. And then advantage uh, Rashad White in the checkdowns against cover two. Then Atlanta will run a little bit of cover one man. That's where they're going to go to Godwin and Evans. So it is what it is. If you want to stack that game, I would try to talk you off it. But, you know, it is uh, a condensed target share. You know where to go. Tampa Bay pretty much just runs all cover three. That is going to be advantage to both tight ends for Atlanta. So I don't hate Kyle Pitts. He's getting a ton of work. Johnny Smith just won't go away. And Kyle Pitts' price went up. Looking at 10% Kyle Pitts, 5% Johnny Smith, 15% aggregate ownership on their tight ends. I, I doubt that. But no ownership in the rest of the game. Maybe closer to 15% Drake London as DFS community you know chases the points. With Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, I don't know if that's a situation I really want to want to pick on. We saw Amon Ross St. Brown just clear him out in the middle of the field, and that's really where Dean and Davis don't go. So I don't know. I don't really even know who plays the slot for Atlanta. I don't think any of us want to invest in that situation. Maybe Kyle Pitts does actually a little bit. So don't mind Pitts at all. I think that's a sneakier play if he's not actually 10% owned. Both defenses, again, in play. Next game, we got Detroit Lions go, go into Baltimore. It looks like that's going to be another windy game. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, we're going to fire him up in cash games if Craig Reynolds is out and still probably fire him up in cash games if Craig Reynolds is in. Just too cheap for the PPR floor. Um, he's even cheaper on FanDuel, but I'm seeing 20% owned on Jameer Gibbs. I will 1,000 times over in 1,000 fade that in GPPs, but in cash, I'm probably going to play Jameer Gibbs. Uh, no one's playing Jared Goff. And Lamar Jackson's right around 10% out. So I think people do want to play Lamar Jackson. I'll never talk you off that because the upside and the floor with the rushing. 43-point uh, total currently. Baltimore's a three-point home favorite. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown, 10% owns. Zay Flowers, 20% owns. So Zay Flowers and Terry McLaurin looks like people are using those mid-tier wide receivers. I'm sure Hollywood Brown's going to be on that list, too, in, in terms of mid-tier priced wide receivers with a ton of ownership. You can certainly play Zay Flowers, but again, I, I don't know. I think these both these defenses are legit. Detroit's going to kind of mix it up. They play damn near exclusively zone. It's going to be cover four, cover two, and cover three. That is actually advantage to Bateman a little bit, and the targets per routes ran right on Zay Flowers' floor. He's probably going to you know be right around that 22% target share we've been seeing all year long. But it is a good bump up to Mark Andrews. So in GPPs, Mark Andrews is sitting at 10% currently. I like him a great deal, especially when it's tough to pay for Kelsey at his price this week. So uh, both defenses very much in play as well. Jared Goff on the road doesn't scare me. I know he tore up Tampa Bay a little bit last, last week, but Tampa Bay's defense is not Baltimore's. On the Detroit offensive side of the ball, Detroit's going to run, or Baltimore's going to run a decent bit of cover one. Uh, man defense there, that is advantage Sam Laporta and Josh Reynolds. And then when they bump in the zone, it's going to be cover three and cover four. Really, uh, you know, not letting you pass it deep on him. That is advantage Amon Ross St. Brown, like we see every single week against him in the zone defense. He's a zone killer. 
Going into afternoon, we are flying through this, and I love it. Arizona at Seattle. Seattle's a monster favorite, I want to say. Do, do, do seven and a half, eight and a half points at Pinnacle, seven and a half at Circa, and the total's at 44 and a half. So they're expecting points in this game, one of the few. Um, Arizona's coming back down to life, man. They kind of suck, and they had no business being on the field with the Rams. They just couldn't keep up or do anything. So a great game script on paper for Mr. Kenneth Walker. I'm seeing his ownership at... 20%. So right there with Josh Jacobs. I will not talk you off that. This is a fantastic matchup against Arizona's lack of any sort of defense, run or pass. It's damn near as bad as Denver. So fire up all the Kenneth Walker you want. I'd question the 10% ownership tag on Geno Smith. I think people will try to pay down and use him. I just don't see Arizona pushing the pace back in this game. So um, Geno's probably cash only for me just due to the floor. But the upside, I, I just look at Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and maybe... Lamar Jackson, I just don't think anybody can get close to a 30-point game besides those guys, if not 35 to you know maybe a 40-burger we finally see because uh, the Chargers defense sucks too. But DK Metcalf, 6,800, fantastic price, 12% ownership. Tyler Lockett, 6K, 10% ownership. Hollywood Brown, just his price won't go up. He gets so much targets, but not doing a ton with it because that offense sucks. But 5,300. He's not going to see a ton of Witherspoon. He'll see more uh, Tariq Woolen, maybe some Trey Brown on the inside if he's going to be active. But don't mind Marquise Brown at 5,300 at all. He is going to be popular, but it makes sense if you need the salary relief. It is a positive game script. I'm sure a ton of the field will be doing a Kenneth Walker and Hollywood Brown mini stack, myself included. That seems very intriguing to me. I will get weird elsewhere. Um, do, do, do I don't think this is a spot I want to touch Rondell Moore. Seattle pretty much runs exclusively cover three. That is going to be advantage Hollywood Brown and the tight ends. It seems like we're seeing a lot more Trey McBride over the past couple weeks. I think they understand that Zach Ertz just doesn't really have it. He's got good hands, but can't get deep. He's not fast. He's not breaking any tackles. I don't know if he's ever broke tackles. Um, but Zach Ertz at 3,200 is not terrible. Cash game play only. I think we're learning this guy's got no ceiling for GPPs unless he scores two touchdowns. He is not going to rack up receiving yards um to do, do, do arizona they're going to run a ton of cover three as well that has advantage to the tight ends for seattle and uh kenneth walker as well so zach charbonnet also questionable we'll see what happens there i'm sure he'll be good to go but yeah love kenneth walker uh dk metcalf and both tyler lockett in their history have been zone killers and dk metcalf should kill marco wilson i don't think you know not actual murder but fantasy points potential murder but um, yeah, it's it's tough to cover either of those guys, but DK Metcalf's my preferred guy always just because the big body, the long A dot, touchdowns, like everything there. He's the, kind of the full package and priced pretty cheap. Uh, moving on to the Rams in L.A., we got Kenny Pickett and the Steelers coming back. Um, Pat Fryermuth is going to play. We mentioned that. Deontay Johnson likely going to play. I don't think we have any interest in anybody on this team, so I'm kind of going to skip over it. Pat Fryermuth is cheap, but... I don't know, there's just a lot of mouths to feed, but this is a good matchup against the Rams and their struggles against the tight end, so I don't hate a Pat Fryermuth punt. I will never talk anybody off of Cooper Cup. I'm sure Tom is going to try his best to scheme him away, but you just can't do it, and these corners for Pittsburgh are very, very bad. Seems like Cooper Cup's going to be a very popular play, probably the most popular payup. He's going to be 18% owned, I'm seeing right now. I think I believe that. I have nothing wrong to say about Cooper Cup. You know where the ball is going. It's going to Puka and Cooper Cup. And then Zach Evans, cheap 4K flat, probably a cash game staple for us at 
20% ownership I'm seeing right now. I think I believe that. As long as Roshan Johnson doesn't play, it sounds like he's not going to. Zach Evans is going to be very popular. So um, in GPPs, I probably have no interest unless you just definitely need the salary relief. And this total, I believe, is somewhat respectable as well. Uh, 44.5 at Circa, 43.5 at Pinnacle. So the two are like originators of lines. It is a close game, too. The Rams only has a three-point favorite. So without the running game, I'm sure Stafford is a definitely in cash consideration. 6500 not a terrible price. You, you know he's got to start throwing some touchdowns. Cooper Cup, Puka, great spot for them um, on the Pittsburgh side. Yeah, I don't really have a, a bring back. I would have loved Pickens if Deontay was out, but you can still play those guys if you want to. Roll the dice. Pickens is definitely a stud, so I won't talk you off him. And then we got two more games. We got, what do we got here? Broncos hosting the Packers, I believe. It is in Denver. That is correct. Uh, Denver's D absolutely sucks. We know all about them. They're going to run cover three and cover two against cover three. That is advantage Romeo Dobbs a little bit to Christian Watson. And obviously Musgrave is going to eat against the cover three and the cover two. Against the cover two, it's also an advantage for Romeo Dobbs. He's going to see... Damari Mathis there, who's terrible, and Christian Watson's going to see him too. So it's not like an absolute home run for Romeo Dobbs. I don't think Sertan will uh, will shadow Watson, and Watson doesn't play every snap too. I think Romeo Dobbs is still the X there, but uh, both those guys should just absolutely eat against Damari Mathis. So whoever gets it, I think it'll be a little more advantage to Dobbs, and Sertan will keep an eye on Christian Watson going deep, but a really good spot for Dobbs. I did take his over on the reception yards on FanDuel. They're laying 38 and a half. Every other book, I think it's like 42. I'll give you my actual projection for Dobbs. I got him at 57, so way above market there, but I also have Jordan Love a little over market. Um, let's see the ownership on this game, though. I'm sure Jordan Love's going to be a trendy play. I'll probably be out for that reason, but let's check the ownership there. Yeah, 8% for Jordan Love. I think that'll probably continue to rise. I don't mind Russell Wilson on the other side at 1%, but that is gross. This offense is struggling. Aaron Jones, 6,800, absolutely amazing spot, but I'm sure they're not going to just unleash him right away. I'm sure we'll see plenty of A.J. Dillon as well. Um, you could play either of those guys if you want to, obviously, with lean Aaron Jones, but the price is expensive. Javante Williams, uh, <laughs> ghost swore that I can't play him anymore. I want to play him against Green Bay. Their run defense is where you attack them, but I'll probably uh, I'll probably just be off that situation because the, the lineup I want to build doesn't really call for that. And if Javante's ownership, well, I'm seeing like 5%, 5,400, I think I'd still probably just try to get to Ramondre Stevenson for that PPR floor because Javante Williams really isn't that active in the passing game, especially when Jaleel, McC- Jaleel McLaughlin is kind of demanding reps with how effective he's been. And also we see plenty of Samaj P. Ryan and passing down work too, so... Um, I'd rather go to Ramondre Stevenson than on the Denver side. I don't know if you're interested in stacking it. Their team total is not terrible, 21, and it's pretty much a team total of 22 points. I would lean to Cortland Sutton, um, but it is what it is. If you want to play Jerry Judy, 5,800, not bad. I mean, he's got to eventually break out. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And Luke Musgrave, the chalk of the chalk at tight ends, 3,300. Looks like people are paying down. That's probably the cash game tight end. I mean, Denver, I think, is dead last in DVOA against the tight end. They just can't cover it. Every tight end's been killing them. So Luke Musgrave, definitely like that spot too. Um, But would prefer, I guess, Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson. Um, Probably going Romeo Dobbs if all the ownership goes to Christian Watson. Let me see what his is. 17% Christian Watson. So, again, it looks like the field is just living in this mid-tier wide receiver range. So if you want to get different, just pay up. Or it looks like everybody's using uh, 
Cooper Cup and then two or three value wide receivers. Um, so maybe they're paying down at running back. I don't really know. I mean, someone's going to choose one of Josh Jacobs or Kenneth Walker. I think in every lineup, you probably should consider that as well. And the total on this game, what do we got here? It should be relatively decent. 45 at FanDuel at the moment. 46 at Circa. 44 and a half at Pinnacles. Kind of all over the place, but Packers are a one-point favorite, so back-and-forth game definitely could stack this one up. I just do think the field will be quite interested in it. And then the game of the week, the Chargers at KC. This one opened at, in like the I think at like 51 on Sunday and then just quickly bet down. I see 48 pretty much everywhere and Kansas City is a five and a half point favorite. So it should be another back and forth game. Looks like all the ownership is going to go to Joshua Palmer at 4,800, just kind of getting a cheap piece of that game. I understand that. I like Josh Palmer a lot as well. Uh, Keenan Allen going to be 10%. Austin Eckler going to be 10%. Uh, Pacheco's probably around that 10 to 15% range. I think people will probably play him because they still think that you could pass on the chart or run on the chargers chargers run D is not that bad um did not have a negative grade for me like when i did the dvoa matchups uh, but pacheco's kind of becoming a, a lead back and that's what we were used to seeing with andy reed until uh the enemy came in and kind of started changing that and getting mckinnon very involved we'll see a little bit of collide i think pacheco's just especially coming off long rest a great spot here and a great price to get touchdown equity for the chiefs if you're not stacking that game Patrick Mahomes, I'm seeing 6% ownership. I'm sure that'll be a little bit higher, but I don't know. You can't really afford Cooper Cup and Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. So you got to do something. Maybe people are going to pay down for Jordan Love or Geno Smith. Uh, Justin Herbert going to be right around 6% ownership, I'm seeing. I think both those guys are probably right around the 5 to 8 once we see the cards flip on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback on this slate, no doubt. The Chargers defense sucks. Uh, Eckler at 10%. I love that. I already mentioned that. Um, Keenan Allen, I think it's it's okay. We'll go through the coverage here. The Chargers going to run a ton of cover too. Um, for KC, that is advantage. Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, a little bit of Tony. Um, we should see some dump offs too to, to Pacheco or McKinnon in that spot. But Rasheed Rice, man, at 4,700, I'm seeing 2% ownership. There's just no way that that's true. He's going to be closer to 10% unless everybody's just going to the other mid-tier values that we saw ownership so high on. So I do like Rasheed Rice. Justin Watson is going to miss this game. I don't think we see Hardman do much, if at all, his first game back in Kansas City. So it's finally should be the breakout spot for Rasheed Rice. Absolutely hammered his um, receiving over prop at 34.5 and 35.5. I think it's now like 36 to 37, but Barstool, I, I bet it relatively heavy on over 35 and a half and then they lowered it to 34 and a half so had to go back for seconds I guess um would not chase a bad number there but I got him well over that total um then we'll see some man coverage some one high safety the cover one there for the Chargers that'll be advantage Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and Derwin James usually does a pretty good job on Travis Kelsey but I'm not going to tell you to not play Travis Kelsey and then we'll see a little bit of cover three and cover four mixed in, um, especially when the Chiefs are going to pass this much like they usually do. The Chargers aren't just going to stay in cover two or cover one, and that'll be advantage for Rasheed Rice again and Travis Kelsey. So, again, love this spot for Rasheed Rice. Kadarius Tony's probably a, a little gadget red zone player you could play at 3,800 if you want to get weird. And then for Casey, they pretty much just run cover two, and then they run cover one man against cover two. That is advantage Palmer and Eckler. Against the cover one, that is going to be Keenan and Palmer. We'll probably see a lot of luxurious need on Keenan Allen. And then against the Blitz, which Kansas City Blitz is a lot, that should be advantage Keenan and Eckler. So definitely like Palmer. 
Not really going to be a Gerald Everett guy, but if you want to get different, like the afternoon only slate, definitely give Gerald Everett a look or Donald Parham if you're crazy. Um, but Travis Kelsey, his ownership's probably going to go down. I think if if Cooper Cup's a prioritized play of the field, then Travis Kelsey at like 10% ownership. I'm not worried about Derwin James too much there at all. Um, but I would probably probably rank it Eckler for like Eckler, Palmer, Rasheed Rice, Kelsey, like those four, and Pacheco. Obviously, I, I like him a ton. Like you can stack this game like a three. Three Chargers, two Chiefs, or three Chiefs, two Chargers, whatever you want to do. I don't think the field will game stack it as much because it is relatively expensive. Um, but definitely give Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler a look. I think in every lineup you're probably going to want one of those two, especially in GPPs when their ownership is pretty low. So thanks again for all the support. We got this done in less than 30 minutes. I absolutely love the bye weeks, less work, and can fly through this so you guys can get on with your life. But, yeah, please like, subscribe. If you don't mind, uh, sign up for Underdog and check out the drafts there, the weekly drafts. If DFS is not your thing, use promo code BGP for 100% deposit match up to $100. I believe it's up to $100. They were running a promo for like $500 match. But uh, yeah, promo code BGP for the Better Golf Pod. Support that as well. If you don't mind, I greatly appreciate it with golf coming back. Uh, for the tournament of champions in January is kind of when I get back on duty, but yeah, love this slate. I think it's uh, pretty straightforward. I think the field's probably going to get cute and pay down a quarterback. I'm going to Mahomes or I'm going to Josh Allen, calling it a day. But good luck to everybody, and thank you all for the support. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.